0: So a way
1: Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed.
2: prevent the next pandemic and there will be one there will absolutely be an outbreak of another pandemic it may be next year or it may be in your grandparent your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren's lifetime we don't know I need to offer you my hearty congratulations for 10 wonderful years at msnbc in your show all in with chris hayes it's been an absolute pleasure to have been on your show so many times and had the opportunity to interact with you. You are really one of the best and a real pro. And besides, I'm still waiting to have the one-on-one pickup basketball game with you. Been-
3: and welcome back to Fly Over Politics Podcast. It's the 7th of April, year of our Lord, 2023. In keeping with what I said i do it, well, there's some comedy. But it was shorter. Because... That shit with Falky. That is Falky saying goodbye to the dude chick over on MSDNC. I can never get whether he's the girl or Maddo's the girl. They just look a lot alike. Um, but if you, once again, if these people want to be... ...observed as de-science... ...and that they're nonpartisan. You can't say goodbye to a totally partisan person. It it just doesn't work like that for normals. Not mega, not extremist. You're a normal. Any TV show on MSNBC from 0600 to the end of the day, any TV show from 4 o'clock to the end of the day on Fox, all day on MSNBC and CNN are going to be biased. That's why whenever Hannity comes on, I turn it off. I've never watched Hannity. I used to watch Hannity and Combs. Hannity has Trump on. No, I don't play that. You you can't say you're even a show, you're just propaganda. But in our media, you just don't see it. You just don't, so I mean, what what are we gonna, what are we gonna do with these people? I don't know. So to start, you know, there's so much today. I, I'm not even gonna set up a lineup. It's just a lot of shit. So I want to get a couple things up front. Um, here is Biden Trump corruption. That that pretty much sums it up. And once again, if you want to be a news agency, you have to at least fake it and cover it but we don't even cover Biden's stuff we never cover the laptop other than to say the, uh, the laptop's true and Trump did this I mean we literally have billions of Trump I mean mediaite all day long as Trump, 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 Trump and then I kind of like last podcast doing the thing up front so I'm going to read this Matt Walsh She's very biased but it, it's Well, let me hold on that. Let's get through the press secretary and what she said this week. And once again, frame it that six Christians were killed.
4: Um,
5: Former Vice President Pence said that if the shooter who killed six people uh, in that Christian school in Tennessee was motivated by a hatred towards Christians, that the crime should be categorized as a hate crime. I'm wondering what the president thinks of that kind of designation.
1: It's not for us to decide. With the enactment of a new law in Indiana, 14 states have now banned gender affirming health care. while some of these laws are currently blocked by courts. This is a dangerous, a dangerous attack on the rights of parents to make the best health care decisions for their own kids. According to the Human Rights Campaign, more than 50% of transgender youth in the US, which is estimated to be more than 150,000 kids, live in states in which transgender youth have lost access to or are at risk of losing access to gender affirming care. Look, this is awful news. We'll be very clear about that. LGBTQI plus kids are resilient. They are fierce. They fight back. They're not going anywhere. And we have their back. This administration has their back. We are so proud of the kids across this country who have organized protests and school walkouts to tell the politicians in their states to stop this legislative
3: bully. So we're clearly aware that G. Jean Pierre, who is a lesbian woman, doesn't care about Christian kids. She's all good with the dead kids. Uh, they gonna have more dead kids. We don't care. We're just going to trans down. Then this week, uh, you know, we had the Bud Light that we thought was an April Fool's, and it turned out it was real. And now we find out Nike's throwing money at it. I'm going to play a teacher how she slips it in and a trans preacher again this one's different
4: conversation I talked about in my last video is a lot like a lot of the conversations I have about queerness and transness with my kids. Um, because I work in a conservative area and I'm an out non binary trans teacher, I have to tread very lightly for fear of losing my job. And so a lot of times I put it in terms of hypotheticals with the kids. I say, oh, some people like to use this. When I talk about my title mix, I say, oh, oh, it's just a third alternative to Mr. Ms. that some people like to use. I let them kind of draw their own conclusions when it comes back
6: to me, while also keeping it general enough to not bring the heat on myself. If the UCC was really as open and affirming as it claims to be, then there would be trans people of color in every UCC church, but that would also require the UCC to reckon with its white supremacy culture. 90% of the UCC is white. And if you look a little deep into the history, you will see that the UCC has its roots in American colonialism. Looking at the congregational churches and looking at this one right here too, just being honest. I am sick and tired of the BS I am sick of the dishonesty. I am tired of the lies. We are on the growing edge, my friends. And that means that there will be more drag preachers. Amen?
3: So, um, yeah, there's that. There's, there's, there's that. I don't even you get cancelled if you say anything negative about trans people but they can go into a church and blaspheme just straight up blaspheme Matt Walsh, so let us take away all the neutral cultural ground. This is why brands like Bud Light, Nike, are giving endorsement deals to a dude in a dress. In the past, a beer company could basically be culturally neutral, but left has declared that you are either with them or... Uh, of course, the one I get doesn't have it in order, so fucking, fucking fantastic. I'm not having a good day, let's put it this way. Um... <sighs> A beer coming either against or against them. The silence is violence principle, so the brands have a choice. They can be baptized in wokeism and openly worship at the LGBT altar, or they can be default align themselves with conservatives. What do they do? Well, the left will do anything in their power, and they have a lot of power, to make them pay dearly for disloyalty. Piss off the right, on another hand, and you'll have to deal with some angry tweets, and then nothing else happens. It's an easy choice. Go woke. Go Broke is the lamest right-wing cope of all time. It's not even close to true. It should be, but it isn't. By sheer numbers, we have the power to inflict severe financial damage on companies that spit in our faces, but we don't. The brands know that we don't. We're so behind in the culture war that nearly every company is woke now. We can't boycott them all, which is a fact conservatives use as an excuse to do nothing. This attitude infects the right. If we try to solve this problem, there will still be this other problem over here. So why bother at all? It's a loser's mantra. Here's what we should do. Pick a victim, gang up on it, and make an example of it. We can't boycott every woke company or even most of them, but we can pick one, it hardly matters which, and target it with a ruthless boycott campaign. Claim one scalp, then move on to the next. The problem is that many cons don't have the stomach or attention span for this, and our political leaders are almost completely useless. There is a way to win real victories. We just need a little grit and a little follow-through. People replying, begging you to explain how the mere existence of trans people, none of whom you know clearly, is an existential threat to your way of life. Have you lost your platform? Seems like you're doing huge numbers, dehumanizing them. Serious question. As a conservative, should we fight fire with fire or try to bring liberals back to the table to find the middle ground? Zachary Wood, your misunderstanding that is the nature of extreme polarization does to every society makes everyone pressure to choose a side. People interested in learning about these dynamics are like my podcast. Okay, fuck that guy. So that's the way it is. We don't do anything about it. We just go along and KGB can stand up there and say horrible shit. A dude can dance using every fucking Mannerism he saw with little girls who are 12 or something, which I it is so fucking insane. It's just insane. You would think this wouldn't fly, but then the Biden administration. The Biden Education Department just dropped new Title IX rules that bar schools that receive federal funding from enforcing policy that banned biological. Biological males from playing girl sports. Office for Civil Rights, Department of Education, notice of proposed rulemaking summary. The U.S. Department of Education proposed to amend its regulation implementing Title IX of the Education Amendment to set out a standard that would govern recipients' adoptions or application to sex-related criteria that would limit or deny a student's eligibility to participate on a male or female athletic team consistent with their gender identity. And there you go, identity. So they're going to codify it. It's going to be law. I mean, Nike doesn't care. Nike doesn't care at all. Because in the scheme of things, fuck it. Their shoes suck already. I mean, this is literally an ad campaign. They They think this is smart and good business. Oily London. Dylan Mulvaney just became the new ambassador for Nike women in a series of Instagram seri- stories shared today. Dylan posed in women's sports bra and tagged Nike woman. Dylan is a biological male, yet once again has been rewarded for mocking women. James Bradley. This is exactly what misogyny looks like. Michael Seaford, Nike's latest mega corporation to make Dylan a biological male, their female brand, and Zapater. These companies are spitting in our faces. Do women actually behave like this? No, they don't. None of them do it. None of it. Real women. In light of the recent attention on Dylan Mulvaney, I've been trying to come up with a way to articulate how it feels Or how it makes me feel as a woman, like, you know, a real one. There's anger, of course, indignation, frustration, confusion, all those sorts of emotion. Indulging this pure and utter foolishness is insanity. It's also incredibly insulting. You're either born female, which means a child, you're a girl, and then you will be a woman in adulthood. Or you're not, which means you will never be a woman, try as you might. There's nothing you can do, no matter of hormone therapy or indulgence and stereotypes will do for you The nature failed to give you. You cannot pay or will your way into womanhood. It's not up for the taking. Also, the plastic surgery looks horrible. Wanting to dress like a girl doesn't make you oneself one because not all girls enjoy lace and frills. Some like basketball shorts and sneakers waiting to wear makeup isn't it either because some women rock a bare face. You can't get there by painting your nails, wanting to be a nurse when you grow up, playing with dolls, hating sports, fearing spiders, and wearing mom's heels and pearls. Being a woman cannot be quantified. We just are no effort required. It's in our DNA. They say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, but this isn't imitation, it's mockery. You've reduced us to something we fought for years against. Some of us can be carpenters or engineers or even do math. Yet, here we are again, pretty little things in addresses and heels, silly beings whose deepest thoughts were thrown in the kiddie pool. And the worst part, women, the real ones with the DNA and nature-made vaginas, to prove it, are the ones welcoming this absurdity with open arms. These companies are supplying what women have demanded of them. Where is your feminism? What happened to your precious feminine mystique? Our value, our uniqueness has been traded for 30 pieces of silver and piss masquerading as beer most people think it's absurd travis tritt travis tritt has refused to use any anheuser bush tampox once again was trending, because there's another one that came out. My wife tried to find the video. I couldn't find it. Here's the thing. While we're talking about this, and the media is just like that fucking evil cabbage patch another trans kid manifesto reveals trans person plans to carry out multiple school shootings it was stopped Rebecca Jones son Who's trans. I'm not gonna even read her tweets. She made him turn himself in because he threatened to shoot everybody. And nobody fucking cares. Media's not even covering. It's it's not even being covered. It's not a thing. I'm gonna play one underscore, but before I do, I want to play this video by Ben Shapiro. Cause this,
7: this kind of shocked me. Or you can actually think about who is most likely to win a victory. All right, time for a couple of things that I hate. Alrighty, so. You know, when they say that they're not coming after the kids, that's a lie. They're coming after the kids. Apparently, Build-A-Bear, which is a store that I've taken my kids to a lot, right? This is where you, you actually go to the store and they have sort of these these kind of teddy bear skins. and You get the, the filling and you fill the bear and you take it home and the kids love it. It's really fun. They've decided that they need to drag queen the, uh, the kids. So Build-A-Bear's workshop is now offering a new RuPaul drag queen bear, which makes perfect sense because you definitely need to teach your kids about boys who dress up as girls. The stuffed animal immediately caused outrage online, according to the Daily Mail, with many calling out the business for selling the bear amid growing controversy regarding drag performances. The controversy first erupted online with uh, my friend Matt Walsh's tweet, which included a screen grab of the Build-A-Bear website with the RuPaul bear advertised. The drag queen bear is stated as being included in the bear cave, but still shown on the general website, which is accessible to all. Apparently, it's it's for 18-plus shoppers, but it's right there at the top of the front page. Cover bear, put the fur in your walk, head to paw, let the whole body talk. The website reads, two iconic pop culture institutions join forces for this one-of-a-kind collector's item made in tribute to the world's most famous drag queen. Oh, isn't that nice? Well, you know, the the good news is that the blowback caused Build-A-Bear to at least remove this from the main website's carousel of revolving bears and pages. It is still apparently on the the website, however. So, you know, why Build-A-Bear feels the necessity to do this? Again, this is a product designed for children. It's beyond me, except that all of our cultural arbiters have decided that all of this is the most important thing that you can possibly do.
3: Build a fucking bear. That was on Mediite as Ben Shapiro rages about Build-A-Bear. I didn't hear him raging. And then they play that we're playing the culture war. Here's another one. Uh, Don Lemon expose shows that Don Lemon was a fucking piece of shit, misogynic, treating people like garbage. CNN, of course, rallied around it because he's gay. Cable news ranking, Tuesday 4, Tucker Carlson 5, Hannity, Jesse, Martha, John Roberts, Fox, Team Cavuto, Brett Baer, CNN 9 and 10. And they changed all their names to be The arrest of Donald Trump. Still didn't get enough viewers. This was all over the place. Um, Let me see if I can find the right one. Millions of foreign dollars fund pro-democratic party effort. The Burger Action Fund is a nondescript name for a group with rather specific purpose stirring the wealth of Hanjin Wis, a Swiss billionaire in the world. It all goes to Democrats. The media yawned. Didn't really care. A shitload of this. I'm not I'm not covering Trump. This is from SPLC. Majority of Taylor Green, other extremists rage. rage, rage, rage. Hmm. Well, here's one underscore.
5: So a lot of people have been asking me, uh, why are we shooting at Bud Light Cans now?
8: Fuck Bud Light, and fuck anheuser Bush.
5: The reason Kid Rock is shooting at beer cans with maybe another person on the side also shooting, that's kind of different part of this thing, uh, is that Dylan Mulvaney, a TikTok star, who is also trans, posted an Instagram Reel's sponsored post by Bud Light on April 1st. Impressive carrying skills, right? I got some Bud Lights for us. That's really it. They decided that Bud Light has gone woke because of this one thing. But in an effort to backfill this, that's what happens in these spaces, when the outrage campaign needs more evidence that they can't find in the moment, they found something from last year from Bud Light Canada. They found this advertisement uh, showing their support for uh, Pride. A lot of these people are now saying they're switching to Coors Light, uh, not knowing that Coors has sponsored LGBTQ events all throughout the country for several years now. Uh, they even have their rainbow flag where the mountains would be in their logo. Uh, it's not about consistency here. It's just about stirring up outrage. So is that really it? Is that all that's happening here? Is that one person got a sponsorship for one day and that they tried to sort of uh, retroactively fill in a narrative here? Yes, that's it.
3: They think it's cute. They think it's all funny. Here's why conservatives are concerned. I wouldn't call it rage against Build-A-Bear or New bill in Canada will prosecute anyone that misgenders, criticized, or protested against transgenderism. Anyone deemed transphobic, homophobic, or offensive would fa- face prosecution and a $25,000 fine. Reader's notes. The bill would allow officials to temporarily designate addresses like where a show is taking place, community safe zones. Anti-LGBTQ harassment, intimidation, and hate speech within 100 meters would be subject to a $25,000 fine. See, they do this also for abortion clinics. You know, they, they can't be around abortion clinics, but you can fucking burn down crisis pregnancy centers. It's got audio.
1: Firstly, it enables the Attorney General to create a 2SLGBTQI community safety zone to prohibit within 100 meters of the property any homophobic transphobic act of intimidation threat offensive threats offensive remarks protest disturbance and distribution of hate propaganda within the meaning of the uh, criminal code it also comes with it a penalty of $25,000 if prosecuted successfully
3: so basically they are codifying in law the ability for trannies to do whatever they want. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Here's Brandy Zandroski, and then I'm gonna go into a subject that it's just really angers the fucking shit out of me in a level that I I um I haven't built to compensate like calm myself since I saw this yesterday. For some reason, Matt Talibi went on Mehdi Hassan's show and he picked apart little errors in Twitter files. Cause remember it's all bullshit. It's all propaganda. So this is Brandi Zandroski. We have played her a million times. She basically just, is a uh, one of those niche people. She couldn't make it as a journalist, so she went into inf- disinfo, misinfo, extremism, things like that. In general, I don't think it's helpful to platform liars who will ultimately benefit from the attention. She then sent this, and I sent it to Matt Talebi, who liked it. The thing about Medi is he rises above the weeds and gets to the heart. Here's his expose that MT isn't a real reporter with standards and editors. He tweeted threads that would never pass muster at a real news organization. It's very interesting that she says that because real news organizations ran with um, Russia, Russia, Russia. For, they, they still run with it and they got awards for it and it's all a lie. So here's a segment on that. I was going to cover it, but I have so much to today. I'm just going to do this standalone. There's more proof. Everybody's seen it. If you read any of the articles on Twittergate, it was obvious. There's even proof now that the Biden administration got to look at the algorithm and approve it. You talk a lot about
9: the election integrity project in the Twitter files, Mm -hmm. which Stanford and the University of Washington founded to monitor attacks on our elections. Um, And you say some stuff about them that a lot of your critics say is not true, and that affects your credibility. You said the EIP was founded in response— to the government dropping its proposal for a disinformation government. Well, there you are. We're quoting you on screen. It wasn't. It was formed two years earlier. Uh, you suggest it was government funded, even though during the 20 election, 2020 election that you're covering, it wasn't. Uh, you say they labeled 22 million tweets as misinformation in the run-up to the 2020 vote. They didn't. Uh, they got. They flagged 3,000 election misinformation tweets for labeling, so you were only 21,997,000 off. And you also claim um, the EIP— was. Let me finish the question. You can come back in. You also claim the EIP was partnered with the government cybersecurity and infrastructure agency, CISA, to censor Twitter. But you mix up CISA, CISA, a Homeland Security Agency, with the Center for Internet Security, the CIS, which is a nonprofit. In fact, you added an A to CIS. I think people can see it there uh, in brackets uh, to make that false claim. It's just error after error, Matt,
10: on just this one topic. Error. But the other, But the, the other ones aren't. Uh, the, no, no. The, the twenty-two million, million number came from their own report. Yeah, where did it, it came from? A report
9: the, in March. About, twi- do you know what the twenty-two million number is, Matt? Can you tell me? Because we checked, twenty-two million is the number of tweets about election misinformation that were just that they just mapped how many tweets were they. The ones they actually flagged to Twitter before the election, twenty-two million came after the election. It wasn't in the run-up. They flagged three thousand. So you were off by twenty-one million nine hundred ninety-seven thousand. It's
10: A lot of things. I, 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 I stand by my story. You stand by what
9: do? You stand by 22 million were flagged in the run up to the election, even though that number came in March 2021, which was after the election.
10: No, that's, this came in their report
9: after the election, which was about some, to, some total of tweets that they counted on the election. What they flagged to Twitter was 2,980 tweets, I believe. So that's nowhere that's near 22 say. million. Uh, I've, Come on, I've, what? You got something wrong. You got CISO wrong. That's why cool. did you add A? Okay, Matt, why did you add A in square brackets? Do you understand why people worry about... it? I
10: actually thought that. And why I did you fix what, it? I, we, I just at. checked
9: the tweet before I came on air. It's been three weeks since it was flagged to you. Why not fix it? Do you not have editors at the racket?
10: I, haven't, I didn't realize that until now.
9: Okay, and what about the date? You got the date wrong when it was founded. You said it was founded in response to the disinformation board. That
10: was last year. Well, because Stamos is saying in the, in the video that, uh, you know, we were sort of created to fill the gaps. But, no, no that's, not, that's not what you say in the tweet. That's not what you say in the tweet. The SIL was created in 2018. No, no, no. You
9: say, this is what you say, that it, the EIP was created after the public uproar paused the disinformation board. That's wrong. You need to correct that as well, don't you? After the... Uh, that's what no, your but, words, You say to quote you. After public uproar paused the Orwellian disinformation governance board, Stanford created the EIP. That's wrong. Well, uh, that's what they say. I I I've
10: uh,
9: my, well, you my could check, you, could check, you don't need sources, Matt. You could check the EIP website. It says it was created in 2020.
10: Well that's the date that I
9: just said. And the, the disinformation board was twenty twenty-two.
10: Okay. Alright, well then that is an error.
3: Personally, I don't think Mehdi Hassan is a real journalist. I mean, he is about as extreme as you can get. But extreme, as we see now, tranny extremism is on the rise. Kids are all building in their head that they must kill non-believers of this religion because it's everywhere now. I mean, it's just fucking everywhere. We're finding these cases that they're just putting behind the wall. We're not gonna cover it. We're not gonna cover it. So, yesterday, this was released. Review of Afghanistan withdrawal says, Biden severely constrained by conditions left by Trump. Now, understand they stopped Trump from leaving Afghanistan. They said it was dangerous. Then they did it anyway. A. He made the foreign leader lie about conditions on the ground. B. We gave security to the Taliban, thus we lost thirteen soldiers. They wouldn't even authorize sniper sniper shots. And C. We still have people that worked with us stuck there. In a side ceremony the media ignored, they recognized veterans groups who went and saved people because they did such a piss-poor job. Kirby, an ex-admiral, talked like this, and it just shows once again, like Millie and all of them, they need to turn in their fucking stars. They're just liberals.
11: get planes coming in and getting them loaded, have medical screening, have security vetting, have diplomatic presence on the ground to make sure that we're putting the right people on planes, uh, but also defend that airport from external threats. Um, That's pretty remarkable. And so for all this talk of chaos, I just didn't see it. Not from my perch. Um, It seems like page after page uh, this places the blame on the previous administration,
1: starting with page one, President Biden's choices for how to execute a withdrawal from Afghanistan were severely constrained by conditions created by his predecessor. Yeah. Well, let me just follow up with you on something that Ed was asking, which is, does the President take responsibility
11: for the withdrawal and everything that happened thereafter? He's the Commander-in-Chief. And uh, he absolutely has responsibility for uh, uh, the operations that our men and women uh, conduct, and the orders that he gives, and he continues to believe that the order to withdraw from Afghanistan was the right one. And if you just look, Kristen, at what's happened since we pulled out of Afghanistan, and see what the United States military has been better able to do on behalf of the American people, uh, I think there's only one conclusion you can come to, and that it was the right decision.
1: And as you list the things that, could but, have been- but wait, before, I answer,
11: like, but that, but you, you need to remember. And I I get the question about, you know, the previous administration. You got to look at when he came into office, what he was walking into. He didn't negotiate with the Taliban. He didn't invite the Taliban to Camp David. He didn't release 5,000 prisoners. He didn't reduce force levels in Afghanistan to 2,500. And he didn't have an arrangement with the Taliban that they weren't attack our troops. He came in with a certain set of circumstances. He had no ability to change. He had to deal with it. Based on and, what he and inherited, yet he had eight months to plan, did he not? He had to take eight months to plan because we, whatever plans there might have been done by the previous administration, we didn't see, um, and and it was not apparent that, that, that there was a lot of planning done. So yes, he took some time to, uh, to to work through that. I don't think he could be blamed for that. In fact, he enabled and was able to secure from the Taliban extra time on the clock because by May 1st, you might remember. They were going to come in guns a blazing. Hang on a second. I'll get to you. Uh, they were going to come in guns a on May 1st. He got us till the end of August so that we could do I mentioned that in my opening statement, proper planning, proper planning that that accounted for high risk scenarios and uh, and probabilities that we we hadn't thought of before so that he could get military forces pre-positioned in the region so that if we had to go in and conduct an evacuation, they could do that. And you know how fast they got there? 48 hours when we ordered a NEO, a non-combatant evacuation, because he put them there and he had to have time to do that. Does the President believe, what mistakes does the President believe he made? I'm not going to speak for the uh, President on, on on that score. What I can tell you is uh, that, again, we've done a, a good faith effort here to work through the lessons learned of this withdrawal. Um, and we've already started to apply those lessons. Um, the, the president ran a very inclusive, very rigorous, very flexible process that was responsive, as I said, to, to, uh, to the views of operational commanders uh, on the ground. He repeatedly asked for and received assessments almost every day about what was going on um, and, uh, and acted in accordance with the best judgment of his advisors, particularly military advisors, as things were unfolding.
12: John, just
11: finally, given the enormity of this report, given the American lives that were lost, why are we not hearing directly from the President? We are putting this forth for you and for Congress uh, today, uh, and I think you've heard from the President. He has talked many times not about, about he has talked many times about uh, his decision to withdraw from Afghanistan, his belief that it was the right decision. He has talked publicly about the withdrawal before uh, and about the courage and sacrifice and the professionalism, and he has been, uh, he and the First Lady, um, have been very open and honest and transparent about uh, about the sorrow that they feel for, for those that lost their lives. Peter
10: and then-
11: Thanks. John,
10: who's going to get fired over this?
11: Peter the purpose of the document that we're putting out today uh is to sort of collate the chief reviews and findings of the a- agencies that did after-action reviews um uh, the it, it's not the, the purpose of it is not accountability it's the purpose of it is
10: military leaders purpose of it is to like study lesson learned that the intel was bad so how can President Biden ever trust, when they come into the Oval Office with the PDB, that anything in there is legit? What I said was... That intelligence is a mosaic. What if the mosaic, all the pieces, are incorrect? What I said
11: was intelligence is hard business. And they get it right a lot, too. Um, there were some pieces here that weren't accurate. and. We're being nothing but honest with you and the American people about what those inaccuracies were and how they shaped some of the decision making that was laid before the president and, and his qu- and the questions that he that he asked. This document and this effort isn't about accountability today. It's about understanding. And I would also add that the re- as I said to Ed, the review process isn't over. This is this is the next muscle movement in what will be a long process to better understand and comprehend and adjust to what we learned and what we did in Afghanistan.
10: But it doesn't seem like, after the country has had a couple months to review this and as the government has, people don't have an issue with the decision to order troops out of Afghanistan. It is with the way that this President ordered it done. There were children being killed. There were people hanging off of Air Force jets that were leaving, and you're saying that you guys are proud of the way that this mission was conducted? It doesn't proud? mean of that?
11: Proud of the fact that we got more than 124,000 people safely out of Afghanistan, you bet. Proud of the fact that American troops were able to seize control of a defunct airport and get it operational in 48 hours, you bet. Proud of the fact that we now have about 100,000 Afghans our former allies and partners living in this country and working towards citizenship? You bet. Does that mean that everything went perfect in that evacuation? Of course not. I've talked about it from a a different podium. The after action reviews are now being reviewed by members of Congress which will lay out things that could have gone better. Nobody's saying that everything was perfect. But there was a lot that went right And a lot of Afghans are now living better lives in this country and other countries around the world because of the sacrifices and the work of so many American government officials. So, yeah, there's a lot to be proud of, Peter. I just want everybody to
3: remember, this is what we left them. Thirteen soldiers killed because we outsourced our security. People falling out of planes. And I could play that, but I'm not. I'm not going to play it. It is fucking insane that the Biden administration does a review on the Biden administration. It's his State Department. It's his DOD. They all just want to get promoted. So the next thing we're going to cover is the Tennessee Three. So first, we're going to cover the media's onslaught uh, Lawrence O'Donnell, weapons of mass destruction. White Christian nationalism is mentioned in these sound bites. And CNN defending these brave freedom fighters who took over the House with bullhorns in a supermajority Republican. Now, The end result is two black people and one white person. Two black people were expelled. The white person wasn't. That's not going to go over well. Not very smart, but let's start with the media first.
0: Professional Republicans absolutely do not cry for dead American children when they are murdered by AR-15s. What Republican State Representative William Lamberth and Lindsey Graham have in common with every other elected Republican Washington is the absolute determination to make sure that every mass murderer who walks into an American school will be able to legally purchase an AR-15 to bring into that school with them. Elected Republicans are dedicated to making sure that America's mass murderers are the very best equipped mass murderers in
13: the final funeral was held this afternoon for the victims of last week's Covenant school shooting in Nashville. CBS's Mark Strassman reports it took place as students across the nation walked out of their classes to demand action against gun violence.
14: Seattle, Charlotte, Boston, coast to coast outrage about gun violence. High schoolers staged a noon walkout in protest. Oh including in Uvalde, Texas, where a school gunman last year massacred 19
15: children and two adults. More followed from the shooting. Last week, three Democratic state lawmakers hijacked a legislative session using a bullhorn to demand gun restrictions. The Republican majority was furious and could hold a vote tomorrow
8: whether to oust. Those three lawmakers
6: across the country today. Students walked out of their classrooms by the thousands, demanding that officials and politicians do more to stop gun violence. Some saying they didn't want to live in fear in their schools. The action came nine days after the school shooting in Nashville that killed three children and three adults, and a wave of school shootings in recent.
15: Now again, they broke the rules in speaking up. The question is: Okay, six six people were shot and killed in your community. Emotions are raw. Um, do you expel them for speaking up?
12: I mean, whether or not I think they think it's the judicious thing to do politically, which I'm not sure that it really is at this point in time, I, I mean, I think there's a the question, too, of these lawmakers were democratically elected, and are you essentially superseding the will of the people by expelling them? I mean, that's a rather harsh, I think, fairly unprecedented, and people see partisan move as a result of this.
15: All right, and so let's listen to the Republican House Speaker here uh, making a comparison. Uh, sorry, I just don't think it fits. Listen.
14: Two of the members, Representative Jones and uh, Representative Johnson, have been very vocal about January 6th in Washington, D.C., about um, what that was. And what they did today was equivalent, at least equivalent, maybe worse, depending on how you look at it, of doing an insurrection in the Capitol.
15: Uh, They were trying to get a discussion about gun reform. They were not trying to overthrow the election. They were not trying to seize control of the chamber. They were not trying to kick the governor out of office. No, They they were not violent, thank you. Uh, They were not violent. They may have been loud, they may have broken the rules, but really, uh, equivalent or worse? You heard him pause there. You almost wonder if he was uh, um, thinking if you should go ahead with the sentence, but he did. But look, the reality of all of this, the protesters out in Tennessee, the swing voters, suburban voters, independent voters, Republican voters, there are people out there who want their uh, elected officials to do something on guns mm-hmm. so at some point there will be a tipping point i don't know if it will be in the next election or not but this uh, this inside baseball these rules no one cares about the rules of the tennessee house voters i'm guessing certainly democrats and some in the middle and others uh, what clearly there uh, are overwhelming majorities. Of Americans uh, want something to be done on guns and this is an example of not happening so I don't know if they'll be punished at the ballot box the leaders who are doing this but this does nothing to stop or address what clearly is an epidemic of violence in this country. We'll watch as the votes play out.
3: Politico was of course there. Uh, WAPO, Tennessee House, expels two Democrats in historic act of partisan retaliation. Partisan. Retaliation. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's what it is. I think they just broke the rules and got hammered for it. Our Channel 5, the only news agency we can watch that's not super crazy lib, National Democrat Justin Jones expelled in Tennessee legislature. The article's very partisan. Even Representative Gloria Johnson acknowledged that the difference in treatment today might be because of her skin tone. We'll pay that in a second well, play what they were doing and if you think this is organic you're smoking fucking crack there's even fuck you fascist in here um, a teacher saying I would never carry a weapon because I love my students I wouldn't shoot them which I don't know what has to do but this was all orchestrated It started the day after the shooting. They had to get back the narrative. They had one of their people go and schwack Christians. It didn't look good. So, being that they're Democrats, well, they just fucking went way, way overboard. And Mediate, Mother Jones, fuck you. Fascist, fuck you, fascist, fuck you, fascist, supporter react to the vote. Like, this is normal. It's a fucking insurrection. They took over the state house for a fucking week. They'd have state troopers instead of doing their job protecting these people. There is so much rage. I, I could play so many videos that. I'm gonna play the Mother Jones sound bites along with this. It is—you just could never do this if you're a conservative.
16: Mr. Mike Hill, who was killed at the Covenant school shooting a week and a half ago, was laid to rest. And I want us to keep in mind the sacrifice that he made to try to keep those kids safe. So I ask for a moment of silence for Mr. Mike Hill.
9: WE NEED A SOLUTION THAT SAYS PEOPLE SHOULDN'T BE GOING TO SCHOOLS AND TO HOUSES AND TO NEIGHBORHOODS WITH WEAPONS OF WAR.
17: REPRESENTATIVE LAMBERT TOLD THE MEDIA THAT WE MUST FORTIFY OUR SCHOOLS, EVEN IF IT MEANS PUTTING TANKS OUTSIDE OUR SCHOOLS. THAT IS DISTURBING. I DON'T THINK ANY OF US WANT TO LIVE IN A WORLD LIKE THAT. Will WE MAKE OUR SCHOOLS MILITARIZED ZONES SIMPLY BECAUSE WE REFUSE TO ADDRESS THE REAL ISSUE.
0: We as a legislative body are constantly looking for ideas. But when things break down where we cannot continue to create and discuss ideas, this is where we get to and
18: this is what has led to this day.
14: There is so much more we can do and we have not done. And again, it goes back to being preventative. There are things we can do like expanding Medicaid, that would give mental health care to more than 300,000 Tennesseans. I'll use my colleague's analogy, it's an aspirin for cancer.
0: to mm-hmm.
17: Hey, it's Garrison Hayes. I'm here at the Tennessee State Capitol. The proceedings just started for
10: today's session, and I will be reporting on all that's going on. Um, It's a lot. There are a ton of people here, and tensions are high. So, stay tuned. Obviously, it's very difficult. Rep Pearson represents over
19: seventy thousand people. We had over a thousand folks come out and vote for him and put him in the, in the seat. We had um, grandmas, grandpas, brothers and sisters, people of Minnesota. And also Millington come out and put him here. And so to think that just with a few votes, of Republicans who can get kicked out is very disheartening. And honestly, it just really hurts my heart because we worked so hard to get here. Our entire community worked so hard to get here.
8: Do
10: you expect, what, what, do you, what do you expect from today?
19: Honestly, I expect them to, to vote for expulsion. I mean, this is what this body does. I haven't seen them do anything democratic lately. I've seen Justin raise his hand during the welcoming and honoring parts of the session and not get caught on. He's constantly disrespected here. And so I believe they're gonna vote against democracy today and expel him and his other two colleagues.
3: And then what's next?
19: We keep fighting. Thank you. Thank you.
3: This is what they were doing. This is the State House of Tennessee, And once again, we just put close, they want to do, 2,000 people in jail for walking through Congress and out the door, with the doors open. These people have taken over the State House. They're doing death ends. This is how Mother Jones wanted it portrayed. So, of course, afterwards, and there'll be a lot more, here's just what I could find, and I've edited down of the media just drooling over these insurrectionists, because that's what you labeled conservatives.
14: elected by the 90th representative
4: district. Whereas our Tennessee, like that this is not, you know, this is,
17: this should range awaken range to the world that there's no democracy in Tennessee. And that uh, today's vote to is a very dangerous precedent for the nation. And that, you know, in, a week after a mass shooting, it's is, is so outrageous that the first reaction of this body is to expel. is not a new issue. Um, in fact, it's the issue that got me involved in organizing when looking at gun violence with Trayvon Martin and Stand Your Ground laws. Uh, last year with Buffalo and Uvalde, um, before I was a legislator, I was out there organizing vigils in the governor's office, calling our governor, bringing stuff to animals to say these children were massacred. What are we going to do? And so the conditions that we see are a legislator that is so beholden to special interest groups like the NRA and the Tennessee Firearms Association, that they're willing to let their own people be killed and massacred, preventable deaths. when we have solutions like red flag laws, and we have solutions like universal background checks. When we have- it's, it's about optics. They're trying to pass these false solutions about locking up schools like fortresses, having more police in schools, but what these people, what we've been asking for is common sense gun laws, to take these weapons of war off our streets. So they're doing all this to justify their expulsion of us after, to say, oh, we did something. And so I just want people to know what's happening. And that this is a, this is a spectacle, that this is a farce, that this is a circus going on, and that this is not this is not real a solution. So we are gonna try and say we did something. But what we said is we needed to do not just a minor cosmetic band-aid, but we needed to do real surgery on the issue, which is the easy access to firearms. Mm-hmm. And so we hope that we continue to hold them accountable. Um, they won't even let people clap, but the Republicans are able to act unruly and do whatever they want today. So they, there is there is a trajectory to expel us. The, the sense in there, the, this feeling this that the lynch mob is already assembled in here. Mm-hmm. And so we know no matter what happens, they're not going to silence our demands. They're not going to temper our demands. They're not going to make us afraid to speak. But I just hope that people see what's going on in here. And there are some in here who have already been coming up trying to antagonize us, trying to get a response from us. And so I hope that the people know what's going on in the people's house. And I hope that we hold them accountable for these false solutions. We're with you,
14: And we're gonna fight hard to get him back. Why do you feel there was a difference in the I will answer your question. It might have to do with the color of our skin.
17: I mean this the, the nation was the world was watching Tennessee, which is why they were on their best behavior, but even under their best behavior you saw the disdain, the 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 arrogance, um, you know, the the the, the Basically, I had a member on the floor call me an uppity Negro. I mean, this is the, this is the behavior of our body, and so even with the nation watch, watching them, even with the world watching them, you see the assault on the and the marks that happen. And the most extreme example was uh, my expulsion, it, because it's what it's doing. It's not about me, but it's about the 78,000 people I represent. These young people, these you know, one of the most diverse addictions being silenced because they're upset. That it is, we don't fall in line to their narrative of what Tennessee should be. You know, and well, that is a multiracial democracy.
20: Indeed, well, one of the some of the most extraordinary moments. You had one member, the only non-white member in the House majority, lecturing you. Um, he's Indian American to say you should be happy to be there and you should just join with us and essentially behave yourself. Um, there were as another member that you uh, alleged um, it said to you that you are a disgrace and essentially called you uppity but then wouldn't do it when you put your phone up and said, say that again on camera. And I believe he might have been one of the sponsors of this resolution. What's the atmosphere like being a 27-year-old, both you, the two Justins are both 27, being a young black legislator in that body, what is it normally like for you all?
17: I mean, this is a very hostile environment, but more importantly, it's hostile to democracy. And so what you see in there, they're saying, you should feel grateful to be here. But they didn't put me here. The people of my district put me here. And that's what they were trying to undo. And from the time I walked in in January, this, I was made to feel like I should not be welcome here because I led protests here. I was arrested in this building over 14 times trying to remove a KKK statue that we finally removed from this rotunda where we're standing. And so my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, um, from the day I walked in, did not want me here. And today, they, they, they overturned a democracy. They they set a very dangerous precedent for the nation of expelling a duly-elected lo- lawmaker because of First Amendment activity. Um, this has never happened in Tennessee history, it's never happened, um, you know. In, in
14: you have five minutes. Chairman Clemens.
17: Thank you, Mr. Speaker.
14: We're talking about nothing less than 75 people overruling the wishes of 78,000 people and you're gonna cut off debate, give me a break. Is this a circus? You are talking about kicking somebody out of this body. Grow up. If you can't sit through a conversation or a debate on something no less than expelling a colleague, grow up, get out of here. You don't belong here. You wanna call the question? I am humiliated, I am embarrassed. Look at the rules of procedure, the ethic rules. The purpose of this is to hold the respect and confidence of the people. Representatives should avoid conduct that even appears to violate the trust the people have placed in them. What are we doing? Call them the question. Ladies and gentlemen, point of order is if you don't want to sit here and have this discussion, withdraw the resolution. Let's move on to the people's business and actually address the issue that created what made you uncomfortable. The loss of life, not just those six losses of lives. People okay. in every community across this state that continue to be killed by gun violence. Hey, Chairman Clemens, you, you're, it's a point of order. I understand you're upset by the call of the question.
21: Is somebody... Sarah Seidner, I had a question. You mentioned um, that you thought that the representatives were riling up the crowd. Um, And I can tell you from the reporters that were out there, the crowd was already riled up. They are extremely upset that your legislature wasn't trying to deal with the issue of keeping children safe in school, but instead going after these two Democrats. And I wonder, sir, who are you punishing? Because yes, you have kicked out these two Democrats. But there are tens of thousands of constituents that are also being punished and don't have any representation right now. What do you say to them?
18: So, first of all, let's answer the part that you said you didn't think the crowd was already worked up, so they weren't working them up. I'd like you to go back and watch, watch what took place today. They literally control the crowd. They control the protesters. They look at them. They do their hand like this. They do their hand like this. It's like leading a choir. So the notion that you think that they weren't getting the the people in, incited and worked up into a frenzy, unfortunately, you weren't here. You didn't see it. That's exactly what they Our did. And they proved us and they by to us today by standing them, it up sir, and telling
21: They talked to some of them, and some of them were teachers who were so distraught, they were near tears, because they could not believe that their lawmakers were doing this as opposed to dealing with the, the biggest issue at hand. The number one killer of children is gun violence, and they wanted y'all to do something about that instead of... Of wasting time in their mind when it comes to this. I mean, they literally talked about it on the air. So they were already quite worked up because they love their state and they love their kids and they want to see a safer place for the children and themselves, really.
18: So I, 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 I'm, I'm sure that's what you think, but we, we we watched them today directing them like a choir leader would. That 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 was what was amazing. And and, and I'll tell you this, and unfortunately, I, I've got to go. I'm, I'm three and a half hours from home. It's not possible for us to move forward with the way they were behaving in committee and on the House floor. There's got to be some peace. And for them, the way they were behaving to disrupt every committee, disrupt the House floor they were, how can we get to the to the answers of what are we going to do about gun violence? What, what are we going to do about guns and cars? What are we going to do about red flag law? The, the conversation can't happen. Because they're drowning out and sucking all the air out of the room. So I I would just push back on you saying we can't get there if they won't let us. And thank you for letting me speak with you. God bless you
19: Representative. Representative, I know you got a long drive home. One final question for you. All right. Well, Jeremy Faison has left us. He's the Republican chair in Tennessee, of course. That was the House.
3: voted. Say okay. All good to go. No problems. Take over a state house nobody cares because they're good old democrats they're going after guns guns are bad guns are bad you fucking racist then we get into the downright stupid shit because this is our top six I just didn't label it we're going to have Al Sharpton well I didn't get the sound bite because I don't want to play it that Trump's indictment is a spiritual payback because yeah okay then Media Matter expose, Chris Rufo has significant ties to Russ Vaughn, a Christian nationalist. Joe Scarborough, we do have blast evangelical and evangelicals ignoring Trump's porn star affair. And we could talk about your affair because you were married and then you started fucking Mika. Then The View gets up there and uh, Behar says Republicans will never win. And then Whoopi, because she is just, as far as I can tell, a fucking piece of shit, says Whoopi laughs about GAOP voters changing their minds on climate change because they got hit by tornadoes. You haven't heard them. They're like, yeah, I think my house just got blown down for the fourth, fifth time. Even Alyssa Farrow Griffin laughs it up because, you know, it's funny.
22: Trump has escalated his rhetoric toward those involved in the case in recent weeks and while he didn't mention anyone by name on his social media site yesterday he did blast the quote radical left lunatics maniacs and perverts that he says had him arrested Wait, that,
8: wait, wait that's interesting now what what are the what's what perverts what's this case involved
22: so <laughs> this case involves mm. uh, hush money to a a porn star, which, by the way, if I could just frame calmly, but, you know, I don't know any other candidate who pays off Playboy bunnies and porn stars where that's not something that everybody goes, stop, whoa, like, does this campaign continue or whatever? He has normalized things that... Well, I don't for, know, for fairly for, unseemly. For,
8: for evangelicals, that he's he's illegally sending hush money. I mean, we're all like
22: r- rolling past that. I mean, that.
8: He, he's he's illegally sending hush money to Playboy bunnies and to porn stars, and, and that's an aside. And he's talking about perverts again. I guess this is again projection or uh, confession. I don't know exactly what it is, but again you do wonder like evangelicals continuing to support this guy i know the numbers are supposedly dwindling but when they have a choice somebody like Ron DeSantis or nikki haley or all these other people uh, to continue but lined up behind him is really really crazy i come i come from this area i come this is this is my community right And and these are some people who like not let their children listen to rock music in high school because it was Satan's music. And now they're going, oh, Donald Trump, porn stars, Playboy models. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Go, Donald. Fight. Fight for us, Trump. Fight for our rights. It's really they've twisted themselves in knots. And now I would just say uh, 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 a charge that begins maybe weaker legally, but a charge that begins with a payoff to a porn star and a payoff to a Playboy bunny uh, weeks before a presidential election to keep that hidden? That's actually not the best case, Willie, for, uh, for evangelicals to once again have to walk through that moral minefield to somehow justify uh, supporting this guy. And, and in some cases, in some cases, uh, uh, hold him up as some, like, some secular idol. Uh, Like it's a cult. It's really sick. What's the old...
12: They've said it all, but this is the beginning of the end of the Republican Party, as I see it. I don't see that they're gonna win in any elections anymore in this country, not national elections. They're on the wrong side. These kids were born in 1997, not 1897, (laughs) which is where the Republican Party is going. And they're like, hey, hold up. I don't want to get killed in school. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, be in the middle of another tornado or whatever the hell's going on in this country. All I hear about are tornadoes all the time. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. climate change? It, Probably. Is, it yes. is part of climate yeah. change. You know, and they don't want all these. They don't want it. They don't and, want. Yeah, and they I want. Think, they, they want their abortion rights just in case. Yeah, they think, want it. I think young women want. And they're gonna, The only way the Republican rights. Party mm-hmm. fights against this is to raise the voting age, stop people from voting. Right. All they do is tricks. Well, that's right. <laughs> And the idea,
16: you know, I've noticed in the last, I don't know, seven months, there hasn't been much denying of of uh, climate change going on.
12: Yeah. I, you haven't
16: heard them. You know, it used to be, well, I don't believe it, it's never yeah. happened, it's yeah. never.
23: Yeah. And
1: now they're like,
16: yeah, I think my house just got blown down.
19: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
16: yeah. yeah. For the fourth or fifth yeah. time because oh. another, you know, there's <laughs> been so much evidence saying something is wrong. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they're nice people, Mm mm-hmm, those are good people, yes, yes, yes. Then we have Andrea Mitchell saying that Trump's racist for talking about the DA, because you know, that's how they play this game, and Israel shouldn't defend themselves.
23: And Ashley Parker, the judge, was very clear that he didn't want to see any posts or comments from Trump that could incite violence. He does not want to do a gag order. We saw what happened in federal court against Roger Stone in a, another totally separate case. But is it possible that Donald Trump, whom you've covered for so long, is going to be disciplined enough to avoid being disciplined and disciplined enough himself to be, avoid an off, well, an admonishment certainly from the judge or something worse?
13: Well, it was pretty clear yesterday at least that he is not capable or at least unwilling to be disciplined enough, right? He he heard that uh, warning from the judge in court in Lower Manhattan uh, Tuesday afternoon and by Tuesday evening, when he'd flown down to his private club at Mar-a-Lago, he used what could have been a primetime opportunity to basically tick through a list of grievances and personal attacks, including uh, against the very people the judge said he, he should not attack uh, the Manhattan district attorney, the judge himself, the judge's wife uh, and, and his family. And this is a pattern for former President Trump. I'll just say briefly, I was at uh, a rally in tw- during his 2016 campaign in San which was the first time that Donald Trump began attacking a different judge, Judge Curiel, over his Mexican heritage. His aides didn't want him to do it then, he, he couldn't stop then. His aides have not liked the attacks he has put out on his social media platform leading up to yesterday's uh, appearance in court, and he still, so far at least, is continuing to do that.
23: And it may or may not be coincidental, but both the D.A. and the judge are people of color or. Uh, the judge, as Judge Kira was, was ethnically Hispanic, I believe, Latino. And, of course, the DA is black. So uh, they have certainly become...
15: Andrea? You no,
23: know, it's, it's unbelievable to see them inside the mosque. And, of course, just a couple of years ago, that set off an 11-day war between Israel and Hamas over Gaza. Um, Thank you very much. The White House is calling for both sides to de-escalate. And joining me now for more is Richard Haas, the president of the Council on Foreign Relations, author of The Bill of Obligations, the best-selling book, The Ten Habits of Good Citizens. Richard Netanyahu is under so much pressure from the far right. Uh, after he paused that controversial judicial overhaul, he brought a vote to form a new National Guard, which critics is calling a private army of thugs. He took money to form it from the military, from the defense budget. So we don't see any real solution here.
0: No, Andrew. Two reactions. One is I think it was a mind-numbingly just stupid. I, I don't know any other word for it. Sorry to be so blunt. Decision to send Israeli uh, forces into one of the holiest shrines of uh, of Islam because people were piling rocks and fireworks. Really, the bar for Israeli entry into an Islamic holy site ought to be sky high. This wasn't even close to it. And if if the Israelis want to undermine the Abraham Accords, want to make it impossible for Saudi Arabia to ever move towards peace with Israel, they want to start another intifada, there's no better way to do it than we've just seen. This just isn't warranted. My own sense, more broadly, is the Israeli government is probably looking to go beyond, to find some kind of a compromise on the judicial reform issue, maybe something on that, and maybe compensating people on the far right who aren't happy with any compromise with a tougher policy towards the Palestinians. But if this is an example of it, it is really counter.
3: Then we have Seth Myers. I never thought Seth Myers was funny on SNL. I just thought he was kind of a dick face. And he's one of the reasons him and that glasses wearing cunt bag, Tina Fey, just ruined the show and now every generation after thinks okay we're just going to go on and be political because we're we want to be Jon Stewart or some shit or Colbert well this is a whole bit that if you say Soros you're a racist The Soros thing is starting to get under their skin because more and more alternative media is going hey this motherfucker is buying every DA in the country
16: It turns out George Soros is some rich liberal billionaire who donates to a lot of Democrats. And Republicans think he's the puppet master controlling all the strings on all these Trump investigations. And that is offensive. Because it's anti-Semitic? And racist! I mean, why can't people admit that a black person is capable of hatching an evil scheme like this all by himself? Look at all these statements. Ron DeSantis called Alvin Bragg Soros-backed. Senator Ron Johnson called him Soros-funded. And just look at all these times Fox News mentioned Soros. George Soros-funded DAs. George Soros-funded DAs.
14: Soros-funded DAs. George Soros. George Soros. George Soros.
16: Soros. 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 Soros, Soros-soros. I'm soros out! (laughs) <laughs> Even Trump men- mentioned Soros in his speech from Mar-a-Lago. Why you gotta keep bringing Soros into this? Let Alvin Bragg enjoy his time in the spotlight. Sorry, so you... You want Alvin Bragg to get all the scrutiny that comes with indicting Trump? So, this is black people's moment, okay? <laughs> Having a black president was great, but letting a black man take down Trump, that's the final boss level. <laughs> Think of it in Hollywood terms. It's great when they let a black guy star in a movie, but true equality can't be achieved until black people are allowed to play the bad guy. Okay, forget Idris Elba playing Bond. Why can't I be a Bond villain? I see you finally figured it out, Mr. Bond. It is I who've been stealing candy from children. See, when I was a boy, I wasn't allowed to have candy. Or friends. So now neither will the world! (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jeff Wright, I'm six feet tall, and I'm represented by Erica Lancaster at CAA. Uh, Okay, Jeff, so I I hear you that calling the investigation Soros-funded is racist, but just to be clear, it's also anti-Semitic, right? Oh, hell yeah, Seth. They ain't gonna catch me on some Kanye West bullshit now. All right.
3: And before we go into super bias, one of the coolest things that's ever happened, happened this week. NPR has an article complaining that Twitter now characterizes it as a U.S. state-affiliated media. To prove that they are not, they cite the fact that White House Press Secretary KGP today defended their journalism. Well, let's listen to that.
1: the hard-hitting independence nature of their coverage speaks uh, speaks for itself and so i'll leave it there okay
3: hard-hitting independence yeah i don't think that's actually a fucking thing so we had a thread today um or yesterday it was just really good today the best way to news out like npr to show they're not beholden is that kgp Truly independent outlets anger the state. They often end up where Biden DOJ has put Assange, not shower with praise by the White House press secretary. When is the last time NPR did reporting that angered the Biden White House? Anybody? They don't. They're a Democrat-run agency. I mean, that's just what they are. Here's a self-proclaimed disinformation expert. Affiliated with DOD program, also leaping to NPR's defense, scratch a self-proclaimed disinformation expert, and one fine USG ties. Note how many state functions are vehemently defended by NPR. Wow. Way to make this label meaningless. NPR is absolutely not even comparable to proper outlets like RT and Spusnik. Well, yeah, they, they actually are. They're, they're identical to it. I do not work for any outlet funded by Russia. You, however, are DOD-affiliated media. Glenn Greenwald again. LOL, I forgot about this. There's no industry more intrinsically fraudulent to disinformation experts. It's a scam expertise, and so, of course, it's filled with scam artists and grifters, many of whom are lined up defending the uber-independent NPR. We just reminded of some disinformation perpetuated by... Arve Wrong as she liked her Twitter followers and money for a trip to sunny Hawaii blah, blah 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 and there are any self-proclaimed disinformation experts who don't get funding directly from the U.S. security state Carolyn Or Bueno is funded by the Department of Defense NPR has an article complaining that Twitter now characterizes U.S. state affiliated media to prove that they are not they cited KGP amazing NPR is trying to argue it's not state affiliated didn't only cite the praise of White House Brexit, Brexit, press secretary I'd also cited this bullshit self proclaimed disinfo expert who works for the Pentagon They NPR CEO got I think it's this one right here Yesterday, Elon Musk labeled NPR state-affiliated media, even though the company-owned policy states that organizations shouldn't be labeled as such because it has editorial independence. Hours later, Twitter removed the reference to NPR in the policy. Turns out it's more appealing than the NPR was in Twitter's state-affiliated media definition right alongside BBC until yesterday. NPR stands for freedom of speech and holding the powerful accountable. Why does every flap with press outlet have to include a vigorous, vibrant, free press is essential to the health of our democracy? They're not. All right, I I started this yesterday, and I I wasn't planning on podcasting for a while. Here's your articles. American roads are more dangerous because cops are pulling fewer people over. Why are cops pulling fewer people over? Because you guys want them defunded. That's why. Airline pastures, rough ride climate. The price of ballot signature is way up. It could make fraud. Who's going to be doing ballot signatures? Nobody. You know they've already removed ballot signatures. The John whatever-the-fuck voting acts is. You don't even have to prove where you live. North Carolina lawmakers switch parties creating a path to stricter abortion laws. There's their article today about being called state media. Here's all their other articles. The proven false Clarence Thomas article. More lefty shit. More lefty shit. More lefty shit. Diversity as its core and corrections. They're all the articles about the right NPR is state funded we pay for them to push liberal bullshit and the only one's balls yesterday which I didn't watch Tucker here's a guy from News Nation destroys the whole thing he is correct.
20: Is it really a good thing for the White House press secretary to be weighing in on what news organizations the White House deems uh, hard-hitting and worthy?
4: Tyvon great to be with you. Um, You know, I think this was an important moment for the White House to speak out because you got to imagine comparing our publicly funded journalism to state media from Russia and China is incredibly inappropriate. And you got to think that China and Russia absolutely loved seeing that. Public funding for journalism is important, especially as we see local journalism, which NPR, you know, has local affiliates all over the country, um, dying. And because when that happens, there's this vacuum that... Well, so-so, I
20: just want to understand. So you're saying that publicly-funded journalism is better than privately-funded journalism?
4: No, I'm saying that it's important to have, you know, at least some publicly-funded journalism. Because I think that, you know, it allows us to have a diversity of opinion that isn't necessarily backed by corporate interests, right? Like, we've seen how when a big media conglomerate like Sinclair goes around and buys up all the local news outlets and then sends them talking points, that has an impact on our democracy. So having sort of independent, publicly-funded journalism, which is what NPR is, and let's be clear... how,
20: How can... You're saying that because something's funded by revenue that it is not independent but somehow something that is funded by the federal government is independent, even though they are dependent on a certain party that it, to be in power to fund them.
4: Well, no, the, there's laws that... Well, yes. That vote for su- no, I mean, re- Republicans don't like NPR. So, NPR. so...
20: If, if, if Republicans get their way, NPR would be defunded. How does that not create a, a real moral hazard for NPR? There's an entire political party, half of America, thinks NPR is in the tank against them, uh, and Republicans would like to defund NPR and, and allow it to sink or swim like every other journalist organization. I'm just would you be opposed to government funding for a conservative-leaning outlet?
4: But half of America might think this outlet is partisan. Does that mean that what you're saying isn't legitimate? I don't understand. No, no
20: it means we shouldn't get government funding.
4: But it's bipartisan government funding. No, it's not. Well, has, Congre- has the Republican Congress tried to... Yes.
3: Fund- Which brings us to our super bias of the week. All the things going on in the world. And what do we have? We have CNN talking about the bunny. Remember the bunny last year, stopping the media from asking questions, but CNN's so in the pocket of the Biden administration. The bunny is the hard-hitting news holding the powerful
15: accountable skipping King Charles coronation but he will head to the UK soon for a state visit the king invited the president when they had a phone conversation on Tuesday the White House says that visit will take place in the near future in the meantime the First Lady Jill Biden will lead the US delegation to the coronation now to a CNN forgive me but it's good exclusive the White House says it's getting a new bunny costume for the White House Easter egg roll apparently They've been using a loaner all these years. Remember this from the Trump days. A look at the former White House press secretary, John Spicer. On Monday, the White House says it will debut a custom buddy suit. Compliments of the White House Historical Association. This quick programming
3: note. Yep, we're real news, Mr. President. Let's do some funny. Uh, here is some... Rob Schneider, in this viral video, I don't know if it's funny or not, I keep on running into it, so I'm just going to play it, and if it's stupid, I suck.
2: My wife and I are trying to cut back, you know, it's tough out there in the economy, you know, got to cut back where you can, you know, maybe even time to get rid of stuff. There's an idea, get rid of stuff you don't want anymore. My favorite commercial on TV right now is, get rid of your unwanted gold. Unwanted gold? It's fing gold. <laughs> Who has unwanted? Honey, what is this shit? Gold? Get rid of it! It's embarrassing! We got friends coming over. There's f-ing gold everywhere! Get this single most precious heavy metal out of our house! I'm gonna put a commercial on TV just. Get rid of your unwanted cash. <laughs> it's tough out there in the economy, though. It's tough, you know. I feel it. I feel it. Well, I don't feel it, but you know, I hear sh- I watch people. We drive by people. Honey, those people look f- Let's keep going. Come on, let's keep going. Keep going. Keep going. You know, what because f- you, you see homeless people and some of them are white. You go, oh, that's f- up. Come on, let's keep going. They look like us, honey. Keep going. Don't look at them. Don't look at them. Don't look at them. No matter where the economy goes, some things can't do with that, I gotta keep my dog. Now, I like my dog, but I'm not one of these delusional dog owners, you know? It's like, my dog loves me. I know my dog loves me. My dog, I'm sorry, you don't know your dog loves you, okay? He's another species. He may like you, he may tolerate you, but you notice you have to keep him on a leash, or behind the fence, or inside the house. Otherwise, he'd probably f- someplace better. You wanna see if he loves you, let him go! See if he f- comes back. Then maybe he loves you. I like my dog, but I don't delude myself. I think my dog's smart enough. I think my dog gets what the basis of the relationship is between me and him. My dog looks at me like... He's got more food! He's a genius at finding food! All day long, he comes back with more and more food! I don't have a lot of other things to get excited about. He cut my balls off. <laughs> I didn't even know what was going to happen. I just went somewhere, I fell asleep, and I woke up with no balls. <laughs> yep, they're still gone. <laughs> I think my dog in that small brain of his believes it's a fair exchange because every day I'm out in the backyard picking up his <laughs> <laughs> What does he want with my <laughs> <laughs> Every day he's in the backyard looking around. <coughs> Not satisfied until he finds my shit. That's last week. What can he possibly want with last week's shit? He's a sh** I'm owned by a sh** I'll make it more interesting for him today. I'll leave one by his pillow. I won't even need to go outside for that one. You just roll over, it'll be right there waiting for him. Hello, <laughs> master. How are you? Just leaving a little present, something I know you love. I'm like, Why is he hitting me with the newspaper? Ah, ah he's crazy. <laughs> Outside, he loves it, he can't get enough of it. He looks everywhere for it under trees, in the neighbor's lawn, and in bushes. Inside, he hits me. It's the same. <laughs> and this is a new.
7: It's a melting pot of over three cultures, and food is its universal language. My name's Rocco. My name's Tabby Cat. And my name is Donald Trump. I
16: know, I
7: know. We moved here for
16: college, and we've been here ever since, except for COVID.
7: Today, we're gonna show you our New York, the real New York, one bite
3: at a time. This is Street Eats. (laughs) Today, we are in the most Jamaican part of the city, Jamaica Queens, and we are on the hunt for some
7: authentic jerk chicken. Mm.
14: And Queens make some
9: noise. (laughs) Uh, Rice, the thinking man's chips. Shut the. (laughs)
12: Um, what the hell are y'all doing?
9: We're just here to
14: find out what makes
7: your food so special.
12: so, y'all just moved here from Connecticut, right? Yeah. You have to stop
7: yelling. Well, I noticed you're selling some delicious Jamaican food, but you yourself are not Jamaican. Tell us about that.
12: No, I'm Jamaican.
4: How would that be? You nonsense? don't talk like. You talk like we talk.
16: Spots like that are exactly what makes New York so great. Taco.
7: Oh. Spicy.
12: Okay, so you want jerk chicken with no cayenne. Nope. No cumin. Uh-uh. Salt, pepper? Can't do it. So you just want a blank-ass piece of chicken? Would love oh, that. No,
20: no, no, what's going on here? Whoa. No camera, no YouTube. Whoa, hey.
8: Hey. this is so New York.
12: Next, we decided
16: to hit up a New York staple, the Bodega. So we headed all the way up to the Bronx. And we walked here because we could not find the subway.
9: I think we keep going this way. Rule
16: numero
7: Uno, you gotta order like a New Yorker.
16: Hey yo, boss, let me get some mayo
3: and bread. Hey. <laughs> Salon.
7: Awesome. So authentic. I got it. Hey, forget about it. My father is a lawyer! Can't
8: cut the line, man. We've been working all day. Well, I hope the building you're working on explodes.
9: So they hated
10: us there.
16: But at least we made friends with that fake Jamaican lady. She loved us.
12: Hated them, but I read the comments on their videos, and no one should have to read that about themselves. I mean, the nicest one I saw said gay fail. I made them some plain ass chicken, and they loved it. Very good. Authentic jerk chicken.
2: What a beautiful New York day. We had some chicken. Cheers. Join us next time on Streeties, because no one can do it like us. New <laughs> York!
3: Another story that came up that I thought was hilarious is these young cats probably my age or older are going to be snowmobiling from Minnesota to Alaska and I just fuck yeah. Good on you man. That's fucking awesome. To our lighter fare or excuse me this is America. Here's uh that lady that just won't go away even though she lost her election hillary clinton running her cock trap
16: this is america don't catch you slipping up don't catch you slipping up look what i'm whipping up this is america don't catch you slipping up
23: don't catch you slipping up look what i'm whipping up
11: and this is america
23: a guy who had been one of the main I guess he was one of the main people running memes against me in 2016, but he went from that to running a very deliberate effort to mislead people about where and how to vote. So it went from speech to action meant to subvert the election because thousands of people who they targeted through their algorithms, oh, I can text my vote for Hillary Clinton.
12: yeah yeah
23: Yeah. thousands
12: texted their vote
3: it's just astounding she still has a platform article here on the new york times which was uh you know just the usual it's not death of despair it's death of children and i read this you made them this way you built this 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 is what you guys wanted okay You built it, you used COVID to win an election, you made kids have to deal with way too many things that they shouldn't have to deal with. And you know, you made this mental illness so you don't get to go and say no, no, you don't get to. Oh, wow, my son just sent me something I wish I would have had a few minutes ago. I would have, I'll wait for next uh, podcast. I ran into a grabby 101 things Democrats have said Trump should be impeached for, 179 acts of left-wing political violence in the age of Trump. And this video, which CNN pressured YouTube because they're all connected, to take down, which was their impeachment coverage. Good afternoon and with that gavel coming
14: down, I'm Jake Tapper in Washington and you're watching special coverage of this historic day. This is
10: a
6: historic day here in the nation's capital.
22: It will be a busy and historic day ahead.
14: You're watching CNN special live coverage of what can only be described as an historic day.
3: This is turning out to be a historic day, a very important day. Another very, very important and historic day, a very historic and important day. Another historic day here in Washington. Historic day here in the nation. Chris, this is going to be another historic day here in Washington. At the end of a long and certainly historic day. A truly historic day. It was a historic day on Capitol Hill. A
12: historic day with millions watching.
3: A historic day. Historic day on this historic day. We're Just getting started on this important historic day. All right, it is a historic day. And lastly, I'm going to play this every podcast from now on. It will be after I say my final words... And going to closing. Because I don't want anybody to ever forget this. Every
14: death is a tragedy, y'all. It's seven lives.
9: I'd say
0: there were seven victims. Yep.
3: You can put y'all in front of that, but it doesn't change the fact that you're a garbage human. Everybody there. And this week, our media circled them. Conservatives, during COVID, with a permit, were armed, storming the Michigan State House conservatives go to washington on j6 they're trying to arrest every single fucking one of them for doing it yet they literally most of the estimated 50 60,000 some people say 100,000 people that were there just were there just were there Yes, the people who broke stuff, people who stormed and hit cops, they are scumbags that should go to jail, but we're talking the majority of them just walked into doors that were opened by the police. And they're going to jail. You go back to the tea party that were called the tea baggers. Those people were treated like garbage humans. They even... Featured NPR state media, a black guy with a rifle. You could see his hand, but they said they were all Nazis, white supremacists. But yeah, our media circled around people that took over State House to change the narrative from we have trans kids. That are listening to the media and the Democrats of social media and, and TikTok and believing there's a genocide going on. So the New York Times does an article about kids dying too early. Maybe you need to look at a mirror. The media rhetoric since Trump, I am astounded there haven't been ten thousand baseball shootings. I'm astounded there haven't been more kids getting killed in Christian schools. You continually demean 50% of the country. It's more than 50%. And what you're doing is you're trying to incite violence. You keep on doing these things because you need that boogeyman. You need that violence to get your scumbag, pot-addicted, want-my-college-paid-off voter base to go vote. So you need a boogeyman. And Trump's waning. He's just waning. He's not the impact he used to get because he doesn't have a platform. You're trying to give him a platform? CNN, MSDNC, breathlessly talking about the plane taking off, landing motorcades. I mean, jerking off because he had to open his own door that hit him in the face because he thought the guy in front of him opened it for him. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to make that a thing, but it, it just doesn't have the impact. He's not on Twitter. You can't spend hours every day covering Trump said on Twitter. That was your thing. It's not working like it used to. It's not as effective. So, yeah. You need this. So you keep on inciting it. But what's actually happening is your voters... Have been on a rampage lately because you scared the shit out of them with the Summer of Love, so they all went out and got weapons, and now they're using them. Five shootings, one stopped, two more stopped, and a third I believe I don't have the paperwork on, but I heard about it are trans, so that's three, four, five, a uh, three stopped, one happened last one Colorado was non-binary and then you have a bunch of Asians because your voter base is beating the fuck out of them something the FBI tried to staticize with you know light-skinned Arab Latino we're going to count those people as white so the disproportionate was white folks we got problems And it ain't from white supremacy. I follow Zandrosky. By way of a burner account, I follow Will Carlisle. They can't come up with anything. They're still playing some video from Ohio that nobody can verify was ever fucking any right wing group. It was one guy with a Nazi flag. Yeah. This shit is gonna get dangerous. It's just going to get dangerous. And lastly, to the Matt Walsh. We do turn the channel. I do don't, you know, I don't buy products. I haven't bought Nikes forever, so I can't boycott them because it's garbage. They're horrible shoes. I used to be a huge Nike guy because they're from Beaverton, Oregon, originally. And so, of course, I always wore them, but they're just garbage. The heels fall off. The fucking air cell would pop. I mean, I haven't, wore, I haven't worn forever. I wear Merrill's. Um, sadly these 5'11 boots I hate 5'11 because they fired me but their boots are good I have three pairs of these I wear a lot but you know I, I I think it gets to I explained to a guy the other day in a tweet conversation I had with a dude I met he's ex-military we just kind of bumped into each other on a NASCAR feed we'd have to boycott everything because everything's woke now 12 to 20 to maybe 50 activists most of them paid for by Hillary or Soros or who the fuck knows they're all paid super you know influencers and they beat up on a company and they're scared of Twitter and Facebook and they they see you know you say fuck you you get banned and they believe they need that social media to push their business I mean all businesses do And they buckle. Like a fucking tent. Most of us just fuck it. I just won't buy it. I mean, they'll learn over time. Nike and Budweiser. CMT. I mean, I'm just praying... You know, not to God, but just as a uh, figure of speech, that Kelsey Ballerini gets fucking canceled. I am so sick of seeing that girl. Have you ever heard her sing? She's not good. It's not country music, it's pop. It might have a slide guitar and a fiddle in it, but it sure the hell don't sound like country music to me. But I hope she gets canceled because I'm sick of seeing her on my TV. She's fucking everywhere. But, you know, we can't. It's too much. So, you know, I changed the channel. I am proud to say most of the shows that got canceled, I started watching them, but then they forced in a trans lesbian, two dudes humping in a fucking ambulance. That kind of screwed Grey's Anatomy there. That was just a bridge too far for these women. They were there for McSteamy and Madreme, not two fucking dudes humping. I mean, they literally made the ambulance hump. I mean, I looked at my wife and go, Are you seriously going to watch this? Seriously. So yeah, I mean, we could we could fight back. They'll get it eventually. But you know you need to we need to start pushing back, but it's really hard because as I've babbled, you got to ban everything. and the moment we go out in the street and we hold a sign, they just ignore it and call it white christian nationalists or nazis or extremism and that's what they want that's why they're doing all this so they're trying to get us to react so they can keep up their base who needs fear and i think that's why the tennessee three just pisses me off and i didn't really cover it very well it's a badly executed segment but Jesus Christ. It was an insurrection. They said, seven victims, y'all. And those people getting booted, when they were getting booted, you saw the videos, they were more, they, they crowd, they want the crowd. Now it's a stupid thing to do because you're just fucked now. You got rid of two black guys, you kept the white woman, you just fed the beast. White Christian nationalism. But they broke the rules. And where did they get it? Democrats. When they didn't hold the House or Senator or one of them, John Lewis and Maxine Waters, who said get in people's faces and beat the fuck out of them. And that was somehow ignored by the media. As well, it wasn't literal, because she's black and she can do whatever the fuck she wants. They took over the Senate or the House for a fucking week. Remember? It was over guns. Because their answer always is, take the guns from the people we don't like because they don't vote for us. Won't affect a single shooting. Won't stop any gun crime. Not a damn thing. It won't fix shit. But it's a tool. They want us unarmed because we're bad people. We don't vote for them. It's just... Sad fucking times. So that wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Go to Flyover Politic with the K at SoundCloud, Rumble 482 467. Send me an email at foppodcastgmail.com. At Next show will be uh the tenth or ninth, ninth or tenth. Hopefully by then it'll be a little more energy. So I'm just on a wave of bad, bad stomach. It's just been Hurting like a shit, man. I, I don't care what I do, how many fucking gallons of mylanta I drink. It is just not happy, and I'm up in all my fucking meds. And I can get it down where it's okay for a bit, but then it just revolts every morning. Doesn't help my dip. Probably shouldn't be drinking the monsters, but anyway, I cut this. It just fucking sucks, and I'm tired. Just tired. Just really tired. So. Disconnect from your devices. Don't give the yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. And y'all take care.